0: Welcome to The Digital Divide with me, Linda Antonetti, where we are bridging the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills. We are going to continue today with our children's edition, and we are going to discuss what your child should be doing by age five. So, receptively, what should they be understanding by age five? Now, they're going to understand more and more, you might hear me repeat some of the same things as before, but they're going to be able to understand these things more consistently. They're going to be able to understand time sequence, what happened first, second, or third. They're going to be able to carry out a series of three directions and multi-step unrelated commands. And longer directions, like if they're in the classroom, if they're in preschool, they're going to be able to follow through with those classroom directions that are given to them by their teacher. They can answer more complex questions. They can understand most of what they hear at home or at school. So they should be understanding the things that you are telling them, the things that you are requesting of them. They should be able to ID more shapes and letters, so more consistently, more different shapes. So, of course, circle, square, you see triangle, rectangle, diamond, those other shapes. They will be able to understand those when you ask them to point to those things and the letters of the alphabet. They will know about things used every day, like money or food, things that go in the refrigerator, things that go in the cabinet, things like that, things around the classroom, things that are used every day, crayons, pencils. uh, Now it's a dry erase board or an easel. They should know what those things are if you ask them to point to them they understand opposites as well. So if you say tall, they th- they might be able to say short or big, little, things like that. So you're just going to see them doing more understanding, more complex words, more complex vocabulary, and it will be growing consistently. Now, expressively, what should you see your child be doing? Well, They should have an MLU, a mean length of utterance. The average length of their sentence structure should be about 5.6 words. So at least five words in their sentences. Remember, I think I stated previously that you go by their age. So if they're three years old, their average length of a sentence would be three words. Now that they're five-year-old's It should be five words and it should be growing as they get older. They use a wider variety of words. So just as they're understanding more words, they're going to be able to use more words. Their grammar will also expand and they will be using more and more correct grammar as they speak. They will use compound sentences and between 48 to 60 months, they will have a vocabulary of over 2,000 words. So again, you're going to see their skills growing receptively, what they understand and expressively what they say to you. They will use sentences with more than one action word, and they will talk about past and future events. They will understand that things happened in the past, and they will refer to it that way when they speak, as, as well as speaking about things that are to come, things that will be happening in the future. For example, tomorrow I will go to school, or tomorrow we will see grandma, things such as that. When it comes to their articulation, meaning the sounds that they put together to formulate words, you will understand most of what is being said. They may still make some mistakes with some sounds, like L, like in the word lamp, that you might hear them say wamp instead of lamp, or their S sound, like snake. They might do a TH sound, snake. Or R. A lot of children do a W for an R. So in the word rabbit, you might hear them say wabbit. The letter V may also have some mistakes, or Z. Also SH and TH. A lot of children do an F for a TH. So in the word thumb, they might say fum. These are common errors that they make and common mistakes, but you should see their sounds to be more consistently correct. This is normal that they have these substitutions. These are normal uh, mistakes that they make at this age, but by age eight, they should have all of their sounds being produced correctly almost all of the time. Now, I wanna speak about repeating sounds or repeating words. We call this disfluencies when it comes to speech production, when children speak and they're repeating a sound or they're repeating a word. You will know it as stuttering, but it's also known as disfluencies. Now, there is a normal stage in which children will demonstrate disfluencies. It's developmental disfluencies. They're busy speaking. They're trying to get the words out that they're trying to say, and you may hear them repeat words. And this usually happens between the age of two and a half and five. And actually, approximately 5% of all children are likely to have disfluencies. You may notice that your child goes back and forth between having fluent speech and disfluent speech. You have to remember, they're expanding their vocabulary daily. They are learning the rules of language. You may most typically see them having a disfluent moment when they're speaking, when they're tired or excited, or when they're rushing to get their speech out, what they want to say. So there are things that you can look at to see what's typical disfluencies and what's not. What would be typical is repeating of phrases and whole words or use of filler words such as um or uh or like. You also want to look at their physical features. It's typical to have a disfluent moment and they have no tension or physical struggle when they're speaking. There also should be no other problematic behaviors when speaking or negative reaction or frustration. They will almost act as if it didn't happen. They won't even realize that it's happening. So those are typical disfluent moments that might happen. That would be typical of a developmental disfluency. What is not typical? Repeating sounds or syllables like look at a b-b-b-baby as opposed to repeating phrases or a whole word. Sound prolongations. So if they're trying to say the word snake, if they hold that one sound, snake, that is atypical. Or not typical. If you see blocks, like a child appears to try to make a sound but cannot, it's like they're stopping or just can't get the sound out of their mouth and they're physically struggling to get it out. And that would not be part of typical developmental disfluencies, secondary behaviors that go along with speaking difficulties, such as blinking really hard, trying to get the, the sound out for themselves or consistent throat clearing or things that they do physically that they think is going to help them get that sound out. And if they are aware of it and they have a negative reaction or frustration to their speaking and they're frustrated knowing that they're having difficulty getting those sounds or words out, those are atypical signs that you might want to be aware of, okay? Okay. But just remember as your child is growing that there is normal developmental disfluencies. Just be aware of what is typical for a developmental disfluency as opposed to what is not typical, like all the things that I had just spoken about. Now, socially, what should you see your child doing? You should see your child following group rules. So if they're going to preschool, they're going to follow the rules of the group when they're attending their preschool class. You will also notice that they want to be like their friends. If Johnny is doing it, they want to do it. If Johnny has it, they want to have it. They want to connect with a group and they want to be like their friends. You'll see that they have more control over themselves and their emotions when they get angry. They're able to express themselves better, right? Because they have that vocabulary now, but they'll also be able to control their temper. So they're not going to be biting like they were previously or when they were much younger. They're much, much more independent by age five. So how can you help your child at this stage? How can you help them grow their communication, their understanding, and their expression? You can play like guessing games where you give them clues and they need to guess the object. For example... I am thinking of something that you see in the sky and it has wings and people can board it and you can get from one place to the other. Well, that means I'm talking about a plane. So they're listening to those clues. They're connecting those clues with what it is that you are talking about. I used to do this in the doctor's office with my children as we would wait for the pediatrician to come in. We would play I spy because he had pictures all around the room. And I would say, I spy something that swims. I spy something that's green. I spy something that makes music, giving them clues. You can continue to let your child tell you how to do something. Like I said in my previous episode, let them take the lead. Let them be the teacher. Let them pretend to be the instructor or the parent or the one in control. When you're with them, ask them about the things they did during the day. What did they do in preschool? What did they draw a picture of? Or did they build something? What did they do in centers? That was a big deal for us. Tell us what your centers were and what you did in those centers. And ask them to tell you the way they did it. What did they do first? What did they do second? It is connecting language with actions. And it's helping them put meaning to it. And before you speak... Make sure you have their attention when you're talking to them. If you're giving your child a direction, make sure they're looking at you and are really being receptive to what you're saying. When reading stories, have them try to guess what will happen next. What can they anticipate based on the information that you've already given them? Can You can ask them who, what, when, where questions during the story. Oh, who just hurt themselves? Oh, where do you think they're going? When do you think this happened? Ask them those questions. It, it helps them to understand question forms, how to look at the context clues of the things that you are telling them. It helps them to answer question forms and know how to use questions as well. Have your child help you make a shopping list or plan other daily activities. Okay, what do we need to do today? If we need to get food, where do we need to go? Oh, if I need to get some supplies for the house, where should I go? Things like that, you're helping them think, and that's what you want them to do. Play board games follow that follow rules and talk about the game itself. These are just some minor ways that you can help your children grow their vocabulary, help them grow their communication skills and their receptive language skills. So what are some red flags? Again, as always, you want to make sure that their vision and hearing abilities are intact because if they aren't, that will get in the way of them receiving information and may impede their ability to develop communication skills. So you want to make sure of their hearing and vision ability. Okay. You want to be aware if they don't have a wide range of emotions. If they are just seem, you know how I speak about being monotone in voice? Well, if they're monotone in their emotions, just one note, you really want to be aware of that. If they're withdrawn, don't want to be near people. If they have difficulty focusing on something for more than five minutes. And if they can't do some daily activities or tasks without being assisted or helped in some way, please be aware of that. You may want to seek professional advice, professional help, an evaluation. Again, also other red flags is if they had a skill and suddenly lost that skill, they're not able to do it anymore. If they were once able to follow directions, one, two three-step directions and they can't anymore, or if they were speaking in three, four-word sentences and now they're not talking at all, you need to be aware of that. You should probably seek professional help and advice if you're seeing some of those red flags. Again, eye contact is another red flag if they're not providing eye contact with, with you or with others another red flags you want to be aware of. So these are just some ways that you can help your child with their communication skills, some red flags to be aware of, and what to expect when your child turns five, some of those skills that they should have in place. So join me again here in a couple of weeks. Remember, I am just um, posting episodes every other week now. In the upcoming weeks, I will be talking about technology and how that can impact the development of your child's communication skills. I am also going to have a guest on my show, a teacher who is going to be answering some really valuable questions as to what They expect when your child enters school, what should they be able to do, and seek some of her advice as a teacher's perspective. So join me again here in a couple of weeks on The Digital Divide, where we are bridging the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills, Children's Edition.